Greetings and salutations and welcome to Recasted, the podcast spelt with a capital R and a capital C. Yeah, sure. sure. We welcome you to the final and bonus film of the month of our techno-noir genre. Almost ruined that. And just when you think things couldn't get weirder. Ooh. Guiding us through this episode is everyone's favorite NPC, Hassa. Hello. And probably being one of those annoying escort missions, it's myself, Chris. Oh, do you like walk like just slow enough that... Just slow enough. Oh, you're too fast for walking, but you're too slow for running. Yeah, but then when something happens, I like run the other way really quickly, and then you have to like get me back. Mm-hmm. All right. We sometimes find ourselves asking, when has technology gone too far? And let's be honest, the moment a game console has to plug into my bio port, I'm good. I think it's safe to say. I'll stick with playing Pokemon on my old Game Boy. It's fine. (laughs) However, we will answer the question, is this still a game? As we recast Existence. This movie is weird. So weird. It's such a fetish movie. It's so bad. Yeah. This is like full on David Cronenberg in the 90s. Like this and Videodrome were like just like this such this weird like nothing against people with fetishes but like this is such a weird like fetishy type film between the weird eating the obvious Mm. butthole bioports um like the licking of it and yeah like why did they have to lick the machine every time they wanted to put a bioport in somebody and like to play it they had to like fondle the weird the weird game console yeah oh yeah no this is a weird movie (laughs) Danielle's not on this episode, but she's kind of in the background listening to us talk, and she didn't watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Though, like, there is something fun about the organic technology that they present, mm-hmm. but they do not go anywhere near far enough into. Like, he has, they have the game console, and mm-hmm. then he has a cell phone at some point that is organic that she throws out the car window, and that's mm-hmm. it. Well, right. they have the the weird bone gun, but I wouldn't really call that technology. No, right? but then like yeah, the weird like oh, this is where we grow all the things and yeah, harvest. This and... is just a barn. Like there's hay in the corner. It's a trout farm. But there's still hay in the corner. <laughs> I know. Like that's to clean up blood. I swear to God, Cronenberg was just like walking around his hometown and somewhere in Ontario, and like you know what, we could film a scene in this barn. <laughs> no. This movie must have been very cheap to make, considering the sets were... Yeah, but the special effects weren't terrible. You mean the... The, the actual organic... The pr- uh, practical effects. Practical effects, yeah, yeah. sorry. But again, Still like special. that's that's kind of his specialty. Yeah. Right? But like, yeah. The organic... Okay, so my, my big... Never seen this movie, first time I saw it. My big takeaway from this, and I think we kind of discussed this at one point, is... Granted, you're the world's greatest game designer... You're using the term game loosely. This yeah. is not a game. No, she it builds. Made, a, she built a, a world. She builds a simulator. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that would make more sense because I kept being like, "Oh, this is a great game designer," and "Oh, this is like, she's a game designer and the game console and this." And I'm like, "That's watching them play the also, also, game." This this really bothered me too. I, I, we can't lose my machine. It has the only copy of Existence on it. You are the worst game designer. Um, hold on. <laughs> Pixar almost lost all of... No, no, they did. No, they, they lost all of Toy Story 2? 2. 
but it was because somebody was on maternity leave Someone and had to a take it backup. Yeah. yeah. But that was because the files got corrupted. That was different. Yeah. Not but because still. they only had it in one location. But yeah, like this, this is just such a weird. And then like, okay, the ending. Cool. It, it poses the, the question still. What is real life? Well, are they still playing the game? Is this still part of it? And I think that was kind of part of what the ending was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And like half the, the half the game was like, um, was like, what is real life? What is the game? And I think other movies have obviously done that better. Other mm-hmm. movies and television shows, obviously, um, Inception probably did it the best. Yeah. What is real life? What is a dream? Type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but there's also um, Sword Art Online, which did it better than this. Um, like, yeah. you know, they didn't do the whole, is this a real world? Is this... No, but they did, this is what happens when we get stuck in Is this in real life or is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, but, like, they totally did the VR thing way better. Yeah. Right? I And I struggle with this for being, like... Ready Player One did it better. I was going to say, like, like this, like Ready Player One had a better grasp of what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And I think if you redo this film, whether you keep the biotech in, doesn't matter. I think you, you're playing on the what is real life. Like, how do you distinguish real life when a game becomes so real? Real. Yeah. The other problem I had with this is because they kind of make it seem like all the NPCs are other players. But I went, how does that make any sense? Yeah. You would right? all, you you would obviously want to play the main character. Yeah, but if you've got a group of people, let's say and it randomly chooses you as a player or where you put you in, right? Like, the one guy is just the shop owner. But he can't... But he, he wasn't just the shop owner. He was also the military guy. Oh, and... yeah. But, but he doesn't... Like, Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. The seminar leader. Like, he even said it. He's like, huh. well, you know, I, I liked it, but I got I got kicked out rather early. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, what's the point of the game? Was the game just to be, like, the last person standing? Was it to be... To figure out the, the story? To figure yeah. out whether... Like, yeah. And like, then it's... And, yeah. And then you have, like, somebody like Christopher Eccleston, whose character is, like, literally killed in the first ten minutes. And then you're just like... How, what like what does that do for him in the game? Like, yeah. like did he just wake up? Yeah. Like, how long did this take? Like, obviously it took longer in game than in real life, because they said they were only under for a couple of hours. Yeah. Right, but yeah. Yeah, it's just it, it, it yeah. It, it's definitely a a movie about video games made by someone who probably didn't quite understand video games. Video games. <laughs> at least not at the time. But then again, at the time, in 99, um, video games were drastically different than the video games True. They were, like, it um, still, it's still, when you think about it, ahead of its time in terms of, like, oh, virtual reality. And, yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think anybody that redoes this is probably just going to make a Sword Art Online type deal. Uh, Super Smash Brothers came out in 99. Silent Hill. Final was, Fantasy VII. Yeah. This was a good year. Um, oh, no, wait. All of these, Final Fantasy VIII. Ooh, even better. Um, better game, by the Driver, way. Driver, Rayman 2, Donkey Kong 64, um, System Shock 2, hmm. Age of Empires 2. Yeah, pretty good year for video games. But like Final Fantasy VIII was... 
better. One of the things that I did find funny in this, because like, I, I saw the um, release date, April 23rd, mm-hmm. 1999. And I'm like, 1999 had, was a pretty good year for movies. Notably, one in particular, which was The Matrix. Yeah. Which came out almost just a month before this. And March 31st of 1999. And, like... I th- yeah. I think that's why it domestically did not do well. This movie must have been trounced by the Matrix. Well, and they also didn't release... Like, it was a limited release in well, the States. Yeah, it would have to have been. But, like, yeah. Like, Cronenberg's always been a bit... Uh, niche. Yeah. Kind of like Lynch. Right? They, they, they make movies for them, not for... For the mass. Yeah. They don't, they don't go out to make billions of dollars. They go out to make something artistic and fun for themselves, right? Um... So. Yeah, unfortunately, you, you can't do that much when you have to like spend yeah. millions to make. True, but and if you, you don't make it back, Jude Law tonguing a butthole. And Ian Holmes show up for some reason. You know, with the, William love, Defoe. Love that he sh- at the end he's like, I didn't even believe my, I couldn't even understand my own accent. I'm like, that is hilarious. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm keeping that <laughs> to some degree. I've added an actor that I hope can uh, yeah. can do that. Um, and I, I kind of liked the twist, twist, twist at the end, mm. you know, um, I didn't like the third twist where Jude Law and Jennifer Jason Lee, is that her name? Sure. Yes. Turned out to be bad people. I thought that was kind of stupid. Well, like the whole like, oh, so they are actually the ones against this and but then you have the the waiter guy that's like wait is this still the game yeah i didn't i didn't enjoy that like i know that i know the ending it it plays well because it is the question of are they still playing are they in real life now is Mm -hmm. this like what happened up to this point just a a ruse but then i was like it doesn't make any sense and then yeah and then it just like ends on like that that and you're like and I and I absolutely love just like this is a bit of this is definitely a pet peeve of mine because like obviously when actors do movies they have mm-hmm. to train for what they're doing right mm-hmm. and you could tell that Jennifer Jason Lee had never held a gun until that time where she had to hold that gun to point it at that guy because it was such a weird way of holding a gun like but dude love obviously because mm-hmm. he's a male actor probably had to hold a gun at some point. Um, Wow, sexist. I didn't make movies in the 90s. True. Um, but yeah, it's just like, just like, let them, show them how to hold it for a couple of minutes before actually shooting the shot. It just seems so weird. But yeah, I didn't like that. I thought that was kind of stupid. There's a couple of things um, that I would like to change about this because of that. Hmm. Uh, but obviously we'll get to that in that section. I'm assuming Chris has some weird butthole facts about this movie there was not a lot of facts on this but there are some fun facts so let's get into some fun facts chris here's butthole facts butthole (laughs) (laughs) Uh, two viewers are gonna listeners are gonna be like what the hell okay so weirdly enough there wasn't that a lot of uh facts on imdb there's only like 18 of them but i chose some of the good ones Starting off, David Cronenberg claimed his inspiration for the film was the fatwa. Fatwa? Fatwa? Can't remember how to say it properly. Uh, declared on author Salman Rushdie following the publication of his book, The Satanic Verses. Okay. Do you know what that is? No. So um, there's an author. 
what is he? I can't remember. I know, I know of him. It's funny because I've actually read one of his books, which is one of his kids' books, weirdly enough. Okay. Um, but yeah, he he um, he wrote a book called The Satanic Verses, and it was uh, not well liked by. I don't want to say it was. Shoot, I can't remember which religion. But anyways, basically he's not allowed back into somewhere or he'll be killed. Okay. Which I thought was very interesting because it was like, that's pretty much how this, this movie kind of goes. Mm-hmm. Okay, second fun fact. Allegra's hair changes curliness depending on which reality she is in. In the real world, quote, quote unquote, it is straight in transcendence. Transcendence? Yeah. It is partially curled, and in existence, it's completely curly. I didn't notice that at all. Ted's hairstyle also different between worlds as well. I noticed Ted's. Because I was like, his hair looks different near the end, from what I remembered in the I, beginning. All I noticed that he was always wearing the same, like, gray jumpsuit type yeah. outfit. So, uh, the character of Allegra may be a reference to a minor character of the same name in Samuel R. Delaney's novella, The Star Pit. Wow, I'm having trouble saying people's names. Good it's thing great. we have a whole bunch of names to say. I right know. Here. In that novella, Allegra is a child prodigy able to telepathically project any type of reality she wishes on anyone around her. So. That definitely makes sense. Yeah. All right, and in number four, uh, in the scene where in existence is introduced the late coming assassin, Noel Dichter. Dichter whatever his name is, has his ID card scanned. On the bottom of the card, a line of text is scanned, which is written in the ancient Babylonian language. Cronenberg. <laughs> Does it say why? <laughs> nope. It just says that. And those were your fun facts. <laughs> Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Yeah, he's a bit of an odd duck, that boy. Mm. His man. Uh He's a man. He's an yeah, an older man. He was born in forty three, so he's an old man. He's an old man. Yeah, um, he is known for this movie though, according to IMDb. Hmm. Yeah. This, The Fly, Dead Ringers, and Crash. I think we talked about it last time we did a Cronenberg film. Yeah. So, Fly is the one with um, what's his name? Coldblum. Yeah. yeah. Coldblum. We'll do that one eventually. One year. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that one for a Halloween thing. Ooh. Okay, so, how do you want to change this movie? How significant are your changes? Somewhat significant, I would say. Because, for one, like, I don't know, I'm not keeping as much of the bio tech in. This is more as we were talking about, like, Sword Art Online, Ready Player One. Like, this is a headset that kind of goes on, or... Whatever. It goes on the back of the brain. Mm -hmm. So, in that particular anime, we will mention it a lot. Um, the first one mm -hmm. attached to your... like it didn't, it didn't attach, but like it sent messages to your brainstem or something like that? It used microwaves to communicate with your brain, which yeah, is right. how... Which is why they got stuck, because if they died, they, it would literally microwave your brain. Yeah. That's right. Weird. But I want something like that attaches, and it can be organic or not, but attaches like to the back of the head and goes around the top. See, the way I thought it was kind of more like the second set, the second console that was like kind of over their mm -hmm. head. Yeah. Like a, like a weird scaraby type thing. But like 
you could for me i would keep the biotech just because we're on the biotech no. conversation but yeah i would it would be over the head if they had a bioport it'd be in the back of the neck kind of mm-hmm. like where they were in the matrix kind right of. and you just kind of like if you wanted it to look gross and weird have it like this like weird film thing that you got to put over your face mm-hmm. right so that when you're lying down in it you don't have a face yeah kind of like um the character from dick tracy no face oh yeah right so that's what i thought yeah um i think you gotta make (sighs) you either gotta change this to being like not the world's best game designer because i'm not gonna put it there but i think it needs to be like the world's best like world designer simulation designer it has to be something where it's like They've been building these worlds and everyone loves these worlds and everything. But the problem is, and I think that should be the underlying theme of it, is people are getting so... Into it. Into it. And they either lose touch of reality or just don't want to come back to reality, right? It's kind of the thing where... Well, they I don't that. think Ready Player One really talked too much about it, but like... They they did, but they, they only broached the topic. Yeah, but if... We, we'd be honest. If Ready Player One type of technology existed, there would be people that would never leave. But the thing is, like, for in, from what I remember from the book, mm-hmm. and I only read it twice in a while ago, um, from what I remember is, like, in that world, like, you would wake up, mm-hmm. you would put your thing on because you'd either go to school in virtual yeah. or you'd go to work in virtual. Yeah. Like, like, you never left your house. No. But that one, you were also, your body was still physically moving around yes because they were still like doing things whereas like something like sword art sword art online where it's basically you go into a coma a coma and you're but that's the thing people if if nerve gear existed i would own that so fast but so would like that's the thing everybody would especially if they could like make it work so that you still got a full night's sleep while you played (laughs) I don't think your brain would be able to... No, I know, but it'd be nice, wouldn't it? But you you know that people would become addicted. Addicted. 100%. And that's where I want this kind of story to go, where it's like the people against it, the resistance, is out because it's ruining people's lives. And they view Allegra, death to the demoness, as like the reason because she's making these worlds that are so realistic not realistic but they're so in depth that they just pull people in and keep them there so intoxicating yes it's a drug yeah and then yeah with ted i don't know about keeping the whole he has to go get a bioport and all that like i don't know i would make it maybe something a little different yeah. Or they have to go get, like, a new installation of one put in or something. like, Or just something else. They yeah. need to hook up to the net. So they need to go to a back alley, hmm. you know, yeah. thing so that that's where gas is instead of him installing a bioport in a... A faulty bioport. In a gas station. Again, this is our second war film where they're like, don't have to worry about infections. No, we're just going to pump you a shit full of antibiotics and you'll be fine. This is like, I was going to say, this is my how it works. Like, yeah, but they're in the game. Like, it doesn't matter, yeah, right? It's you're just putting something. a hole into my spine. Like, when the, when the installation comes to the free epidural, 
Like, this is a bad thing. <laughs> I, I don't feel my legs. Well, that'll be fine. But yeah. Um, and I don't, like... I kind of want when they, they jump... Because they go into the game, into the, like the shop, and then they go into another game, and then they like keep jumping. I want it to kind of like change the general like look the aesthetic like the filter of it yeah. like i want it to be like either softer or cooler and i want it to, I, I have the same thing like i want it to be way more noticeable when they are mm -hmm. in because like part of it yeah like i'm okay with it being hey we don't know whether or not we're in the real world or not mm -hmm. but i kind of want it to be more like what you said where it's just like this is becoming such an intoxicating thing that it's mm -hmm. you know and i want it to be more like with the npcs where he's like trying to talk to them and he's like wow like he just keeps talking to the one, and mm -hmm. but eventually, I don't want it to be at the beginning where they're just like stone face and whatnot. Like I want them to be interacting and saying things, and I want them to keep talking. And then I just want them to get to a point where the NPC runs out of dialogue, and then that's when he's like, "Hello, like what are you doing?" And mm -hmm. he just kind of repeats the last thing, and yeah. she's like, "No, he's he's done. We yeah. we have to now enter the right yeah way phrase. way more way more video gamey than yeah. than what it appears to be yeah." Order the special. Oh God, no! Yeah. So I feel bad for Jude Law in that scene. I was like, I don't know what you're eat, eating. Eat all that weird gelatin stuff that he uh, had to eat. Yeah, it was probably just gelatin stuff. I know, it but looked, it still looked disgusting. Yeah. Anything else? Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, you can add to it if, if yeah. I say anything that you might want to change. So, like, I, I kind of like the whole organic-y type technology stuff, as mm -hmm. I said. I think it'd be a, I think it's a fun thing, but I think they should. you should either do it and completely lean into it, mm -hmm. or you shouldn't. Having just one thing that's organic seems super weird. Um, oh. But, yeah. Um, but I also hate the fact that this is in the country, quote-unquote. Like... <laughs> They meet in a church to do the demo, and it's in a country. Like, this is supposedly a video game from the world's best game designer. This should be at a conference in a hotel room. Right? Is, or in a, in a small conference room in, like, the Marriott or something. Is, this is Kojima. This is E3. This is, yeah. you know, Jeff Keighley and Kojima mm -hmm. walking down. Like, like, but I'm serious. Like, like yeah. to me, like, this is uh, No Man's Sky. This is what this world is. Like, this is a mm -hmm. procedurally generated world that she built that is so realistic, you don't know if you're still playing the game. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I think that's... Well, I think you start off... Uh, if you're starting the movie, I think you started off with, like, news clips. Like, hey, the secret of this company, whatever the... Whatever company it is, it just, like, starts talking about... Oh, the next the next big thing from Allegra is coming out, mm -hmm. and people are like, "Ooh!" And then you have like the sh the shots of like on a on a talk show or on this show, yeah. And it's just like <laughs> no one can hear yeah. it. No, no. But it's just like her talking about kind of like No Man's Sky, where it's. But I want her to be less trying to be like pushing it, mm -hmm. and more like you know, it's it's my baby. Like yeah. I, this is like. You and know, then them being I, like, well, what I, do you think I of that? I spent years trying to program this and getting all the interactions right. And, you know, programming a, artificial intelligent humans, like, that's what the hard part was and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But I don't want people to be like, well, what do you think about this growing 
trend of people destroying your systems because it's destroying their lives and all this and just be like well that's their well, choice they, they, it's a game they yeah. chose to play it blah yeah. blah blah yeah um i think that'd be the best story and the thing is like if you do it like a procedurally generated system world mm -hmm. you could literally have it as you don't know if these people are other players or not no you have no idea this person you're talking to could be an npc and because because of the way she's programmed the world and because of it is such a procedurally generated thing you don't know if they're a real human mm -hmm. or an npc and i think that's part that would be part of the fact yeah. like why you would see the shopkeeper over again kind of yeah. like in dark city where you had yeah, multiple people. people playing multiple parts right so and i think or the same should, person playing multiple yeah. parts but i think you should also do when she's in the game because he should be like well you created this how do you not know what we need to do and for her to be, be like, like well it's not really a game well, like no. <laughs> but for her to be like one it's you know the program's running i don't know which track but you know it, just to throw it out just be like if something goes wrong i know where the subroutine is or something like mm -hmm. that like she goes like, i think the, like because they I don't that's like, why they build in the, cheat codes why does why do they go into existence you have to figure out what's wrong with it. But that doesn't make right? any sense why you would go into a game to figure out what's wrong with the game. Because it was downloading. It's basically um, error checking, right? Like it, it was yeah. downloading to all the people. It got disrupted. She wanted to know if it was the file. Like basically the file was corrupted. She needed to play it in order to find out yeah, if there was something wrong. Like a bizarre way of... Anyway. Um, but, it's, but it's a bio thing. Like you, but, you can't just jack it into a computer <laughs> but then how did you make it you grew it <laughs> but like how did you thing. make the game inside the group inside the device yeah you just had to grow it <laughs> out of mutated frog parts ah oh, so weird um Sorry, but I'm yeah for me like this this takes place in a city right yeah they can be on the run but it takes place in a city they have to go it's like they have to connect to the internet they have to get in the game because in the game is where they're the people who are against it are ruining it. They have got themselves into the game and they are ruining it from the inside. That's why they have to go in and look for them. Right? Well, I would do it. I do it like basically when you first, when they have the first group of people plug in. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have a good time. Bye. Um, when you have the first group of people plug in, it does get disrupted, and then that's the basically when they pull Allegra out, they're like, well, wait, there's still people connected to it. And it's like, oh, they can just pull the thing off. She's like, no, they can't. Like, you have to finish it to, or you have to go in, because I can't turn it off right now. Yeah. Right? It's stuck in their their system, so we need to go in and figure out how to turn it off. Or pull them out. They're like, yeah, basically, how do you pull the people out of Sword Art? You can't get them in. Can't get into it. You can't get out of it. Yeah. Got to finish the game. Nuke their brains. <laughs> Basically, we're making sword art online. Please, yeah. we, we just, just, you know, you have to get to the the hundredth floor of this tower to finish the game. But we're gonna stop on level sixty something because reasons. Also, we're not gonna show you most God, of the. I hated that. I hated that so much. I love the first half of that series. And then it was just like a rush to get it finished. Uh, not even that. I loved the first half of that series, but then it was like. You didn't take your time to actually build the series. Like, this whole series could have just been getting to... Like, it could have been two, three seasons of just getting up to level 100. They built in an easy episode-by-episode episode thing. Each yeah. episode is the next floor. Yep. Yeah. Like, 
and then the people you lose along the way, and yeah. then this, like, or as you gain, get... or you know, hey, this floor is just a town. But then it got to the know? end, and you're like, okay, and then he's like, I don't remember why I did this. Bye. <laughs> and hey. now we're gonna have a weird, hey, creepy new game. <laughs> now we're gonna have a weird, creepy relationship with your cousin sister. Ah. <sighs> <sighs> That ruined that series for me. I gave up after that. They did a... Sorry, now we're on the topic. Um, it's a, one of the spinoffs. It's... Gun Gale? I think it's Gun Gale. Is that about the little pink one? Mm-hmm. That one's really good. Never watched that one. I enjoy that one. Because yeah. it doesn't have the weird incestuous relationship <laughs> going for it, so... <sighs> Anime's weird. Thank you, Queen Barrel. <laughs> I will always think of that, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that's the biggest, The those are the biggest changes. Like, I just, I want this to be, like, a world that more, <laughs> he called me, more accepts the fact that, like, what video games really are instead of what Cronenberg thought they were in the 90s. My um, God. <laughs> yeah. So. Yes. I think the and, biggest and complaint from gamers that were gamers yeah. is that this was made by somebody who kept using the term game when it wasn't really. But they even talked about that in the movie, which was so weird because, like, he, like, even Jude Law was like, "How do you win this? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's not that type of game. Like, this is a this is a life simulator, basically. No, right? It's basically The Sims. Yeah, but like, I think you could easily go. Like, you could totally go Black Mirror on this. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have this world where, like, everything is, like, when they go into existence, mm-hmm. like, they start in this regular city, they, they have to figure out what's going on, which means they have to go into the darker parts of the game. Mm-hmm. And then in darker parts of the game, you find things like murder simulators and, like, the, the really bad <laughs> the shit. dark web. Well, but, like, the really bad shit that you're going to find in the game that lets you do anything in VR. Like, they, like, let's face it, the human beings are shitty. Like, if you're going to give them a chance to do something, they're going to do it. You know the moment, and here we go, this is the this is the rated R version of this. You know the moment that Nerve Gear or any of that would have been made, the first Jude thing... Jude Law tongued a butthole in this movie. <laughs> the, first, the first thing that the adults are going to do is make simulation porno. Yeah. They already have that. Basically, yeah. They already have VR porn. Like, as soon as VR headsets became publicly available, mm-hmm. porn jumped in on that shit. Because guess what? It's a huge business. Like, we but have yeah. Blu-rays because porn chose Blu-ray. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, that's the no, reason. That's, that's why we have VHS. Um, no, but that's like similarly in Minority Report, right? The one guy's like, I want to kill my boss. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Like, you know, and that's, and I agree, and I want them to be, but I want part of it to be the reason they're going so deep into the code is because whoever is trying to destroy it is literally trying to break the code. Yeah. You got to break it from the inside, though, right? You got to get to the core of it. Yeah. Which is why they send Jude Law with her, because, you know, Hmm. but, yeah. But. Jude Law and butts. Jude Law and butts. Remember that but time I, you again, licked a I would also take, I would also take away the weird parts where they're like, hey, we're being compelled to do this because that's what the story wants you to do. Yeah, you so said like, this. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Well, because there's this weird moment in the movie that I, I just don't feel like ever really gets explained. And it's when they plug into the, like, the game within the game 
and he ends up on the farm and then he runs into her mm-hmm. and she's acting like an NPC. Yeah, I thought that was going to play out to something different, but it didn't. And then it just kind of changed and she was fine. And I was like, that, that kind of, it made no sense to me. No. Like make sense she was either. acting exactly like an NPC. And I'm like, well, this is a problem where, you know, you either are a simulation game where you're just kind of trying to get through something mm-hmm. or you're being compelled, which is basically you're just watching a virtual story. Yeah. Where you're, where you're being puppeted. Yeah. Like I think about in Ready Player One where they had the whole play game. War, play war games. Yeah. The movie war games. Or... Where you had to yeah. enact the scene to get the next part going, yeah. right? Or you had to say the line to get the next part going, which mm-hmm. was a cool idea. I think they did it better in the movie. Yeah. That whole scene in The Shining was so well done. The movie was was okay. The book was great. The movie was okay. Yeah. But that scene in The Shining, I think, was like such a well done version of that. Mm-hmm. Like... I've never seen The Shining. Is it scary? <laughs> this uh, giant orc. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's enough talking about that. Should we go with the cast? Dude Law licking a butthole. Dude Law licking a butt. If anything you take away, that's all this movie is. So, we, we, we obviously, with everybody having very small roles, we casted quite a few of them because of the fact that at the end... They come back. They come and back and like, yeah. So yeah, and a lot of these for me are just like, they're good opportunities to have some good cameos. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't. didn't well, work. I mean, the seminar leader is just my. I guess I kind of did that. Anyway, David Cronenberg directed this movie. We already talked about it. Mm-hmm. Came out in '99. Um, people liked it. Critics say gave it a 74. Audiences mm-hmm. gave it a 69. So. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Yep. We're talking Jude Law looking buttholes, so the audience gave it a 69. Okay. <laughs> so, let's start with uh, the ninth Doctor, Christopher Eccleston. Yep. What? He yeah. is. Were you going to say Malekith? No, it wasn't. Oh. No, one, no one likes Malekith. <laughs> Aw. Poor Malekith. We have recasted him before. Yes. Gone in 60 seconds, where he played the bad guy. Um, yeah, he, what is he known for? Doctor Who? Yes. Mm, some Shakespearean? Uh, no. Oh, no? Is I known for anything Shakespeare? I would assume he was known for something Shakespeare. You've already named one of them. What? Gone in 60? No. What? You named, you named his character. He's known for Thor. Oh, sorry. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, the Dark World. Yeah. Well, that's because he's not really a mainstream person. He's also known for something called Shallow Grave, which I've never heard of. No. Um, and 28 Days Later, which I didn't know he was in. No. I've never seen 28 Days Later. Oddly no. enough, I saw 28 Weeks Later, which had Jeremy Renner in it. Oh. Yeah. Had one of the scariest openings to a movie I have ever seen in my life. Okay. It did. If, if, I know you don't like horror movies. No. But if you want it, like, the opening to 28 Weeks Later with Robert Carlyle. Oh, my God, that opening is scary. And it's so well filmed. Is that where he jumps on a boat? Yeah, but he also... It, the whole thing. Like, he's just, just constantly running? Yeah. Yes. It's scary. It's very scary. Um, let's see. What else? Think of Robert Car- Carlyle. I almost had him in this movie. Yeah? Yep. I replaced him with somebody else, though. 
that's his name, right? Car- Carlisle? Yes. Okay. The guy that ended up being on Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Though I will um, mention, I know we didn't we didn't recast her, but Sarah Polly was in this movie as well, which I always like seeing her. Mm-hmm. Um, Canadian, so go Canada. Huh. Um, so. Our home and native land. She was the main the main person in the Dawn of the Dead remake by Zack Snyder. Yeah. That really actually good version of Dawn of the Dead. So yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to start or shall I? Mm, I'll start. Okay. All right, so the seminar leader. This is the five minutes on screen and then five minutes at the end. But the thing is, like, I think if you're going to do the weird, is this a game, mm-hmm. is this not a game thing, mm-hmm. you would have these people showing up either mm-hmm. as other characters within the game mm-hmm. or walking around the background for the for the audience to see but not the characters. Mm-hmm. Right? So the audience doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Right? Like, you'd want to give that sort of... Like, this movie had a bit of an atmosphere, and it was kind of uneasy, but only because it was kind of gross. But, like, I think if you really wanted to make it uneasy for the audience yeah. to watch, you'd give them shit to look at in the background and be like, what the hell is that? Yeah. You know? Or something like that. Right? Yeah. Kind of like those shots in horror movies where you're like, you didn't realize that this kid was literally standing there until you go back and rewatch it. <laughs> I hate when those when movies. Do I always that. see those in like <laughs> just screenshots, yeah. and they're always like, "He was oh, yeah. standing right there." <laughs> he was standing right there, and nobody notices, uh, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Anyways, speaking of horror, um, my seminar leader is Sigourney Weaver. Nice. I love how the character's name is literally seminar leader. Yeah, there is. They no. don't even give him a name. They don't give him any name. Um, but yeah, I went with Sigourney Weaver. Because I thought this would be a good play to be like, she's the hype person and like the whole thing for Allegra. Hmm? And Sigourney Weaver's great. Yeah. She's she shows up in things. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Love, love that Busters ending. Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> Just shows up in the credits. I hope if they do another Ghostbusters, like a sequel to Afterlife, I hope they have it, that that group has a bigger part in the movie. I think they need to just. I have think it'd like, be hard to get Bill back, just because Bill's Bill. Yeah. But I think it'd be pretty easy to get Ernie Hudson and Amy think, Pot, Annie Potts and Dan Aykroyd back. And they don't really I think Sigourney Weaver. I still think that if they they do a sequel, they need to do. They're starting the Ghostbusters back up. They brought the family back mm-hmm. into the the firehouse and. Or do it like but five five to ten years later. But it's Sigourney and it's a thriving business. Yeah, but it's Sigourney Weaver's son. Who's now kind Oscar. of Oscar? Yes, yeah. it's kind of running it. So they don't forget about Oscar. Let's just yeah. not remember Ghostbusters too. Oh, I like Ghostbusters too. Just have the painting in the background somewhere. The Upper West Side. God. Janosch, I love Janosch. <laughs> I, you know, I love both those movies. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but like, <laughs> absolutely. It's Vigo. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Every every time he's on screen, he's yeah. great. Anyway. So, yeah, who'd you have? <laughs> now we're talking um, about Ghostbusters. I had John Boyega. Okay. Because, again, like, for me, this is, like, an E3 presentation. Like, this is a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I remember, like, I like... Sorry, I just thought of something, but keep going out okay. before we like, move on. I like No Man's Sky. I think it's yeah. a really cool game. I liked it when it came out. Like, I know they did not... Give away a they promise? They did not answer anywhere near what they promised when they first mm-hmm. like that. But like they literally gave us a galaxy 
or a universe in which to explore and that's insane mm -hmm. right like the fact that they could do that at all and like i think um if this woman created a an earth mm -hmm. in which you could explore with six billion npcs possible npcs on it that would be an insane thing to talk about and yeah. i think that they that this kind of pomp and circumstance would definitely like mm -hmm. Like, make up a fake Sony and, or Microsoft who are, like, vying for this game and stuff like that. However, weird thing, I want to keep her ski boot purse because I think it's weird and I like it. <laughs> I kind of like the idea. Like, <laughs> but then they go to the ski lodge, right, later. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah. okay, so it's yeah. kind of tight. Also, there was way more room in that ski boot purse than anything, like... <laughs> Well, you know, it it's like it's the a carrot. It, it just kept yeah. she kept pulling shit out of it. But that's the whole point, right? Like, like it's the video game. That's that's her her menu. Her I was just going to say going back, you could literally have my seminar leader just be Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, you totally could. She's the And I could do the same the thing, right? Yeah, yeah. John Boyega is just hosting mm -hmm. hosting this Aisha Tyler does it for Ubisoft all the time. Oh, yeah. They just show up and they're like, I'm Sigourney Weaver and I'm here to talk about existence. The Rock was there when they announced the original Xbox. Yeah. Like. I miss. Okay, sorry. We're getting off track. I miss the old E3 stuff. I used to watch it on G4 all the time yeah. back in the day. And it was always these huge things. And they'd walk around and they'd have all the booths. and Yeah. It's yes, not... the booth, babes. But. They'd have all the stuff, and then they'd have, like, this huge presentation. Like, I can still remember them opening one of the Xbox presentations with a band that played the Halo theme song. Yep. And it was badass, because they had, like, the electric violin playing it. The the Sony one where they announced, um, where they sh first showed the God of War 2018, mm -hmm. they had a live orchestra there. They live orchestra the entire conference. Yeah. Not just the opening for God of War, right? So. Oh, I still think about like Cyberpunk when they brought um, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves out. And everyone lost, I loved you. Everyone lost their shit yeah. because this game was going to be the best thing ever, and right. But like that's a perfect example of a game that has so many people in it, mm -hmm. right? Like that city is incredibly densely populated. Or GTA Five. Like mm -hmm. if those people acted like real people, and you could interact with them, talk to them, like I could just. Run, walk randomly walk up to a dude on the street and be like, I get his entire life story type of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, people would lose themselves in those games. Yeah. You so. know, I talked to a vending machine in, in Cyberpunk for like 20 minutes because <laughs> it so. kept talking to me. <laughs> okay. Oh, weird game, too. Okay, next. Um, Hugo Carla. Carla. Uh, the character, um, originally played by Callum Keith Rennie. Uh, this was the. Um, so it's the guy that the store owner who was also the military dude wasn't this the guy that told them they shouldn't have killed the waiter as well yes yeah it's like oh no he's you you killed the wrong person you're not supposed to shoot the waiter yeah that was a weird like yes. twist on a twist on a twist what a twist so it doesn't say the thing let us see what Callum is known for Callum is known for born to be blue hmm Californication, hmm. the man in High Castle, and he played Dodd in Memento. The man in the High Castle. That um, Amazon original TV show. Oh, okay, where, yeah, no, never where Hitler won the war or was winning the war, oh. but it was actually a weird like time travel type of thing. Ooh. Yeah, I only saw like the first like couple episodes, and I'm like, ah, this is too much for me. No. Oh. 
Well, they 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 didn't um, they didn't like draw it out. Mm-hmm. Like you knew right away, like oh, this is a time travel thing. Oh. Instead of it making it look like oh, it's just an alternate history thing. Mm-hmm. Oh no, time travel. No, it was just like no, this is something something science fiction is going on right away. And you're like nah, nah. I can't remember which story it is, but there's a short story, and I think it was a really good idea, where it's like a guy goes back in time, kills his dictator, and he's like, I did it. And then finally at the end he comes back, he's like, I did it, I prevented it. He's like, I got rid of so-and-so, dictator so-and-so, and they're like, who? who? And then it's like, oh. And they're like, yeah, we're dealing with Hitler right now. And you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Um, Stephen King wrote a whole book about that, where yeah. guy went back to prevent the assassination of JFK. You know, ends up ends up doing it and mm-hmm. makes the world way worse because, like, like as as shitty as it sounds, like stuff like that unites people. Yeah, tragedy brings right. people together, and then they go, "Yay!" Okay, so who'd you have for Hugo? Because now we got into weird territory. Um, I forgot who this was. I picked a Melissa Baria, Baria. But I forgot who Melissa Burry is. You picked somebody you didn't even know. Well, I forgot. I didn't. It's not that I don't know. Um, uh, we're looking this up. We're looking this up. Yes, looking this up. Looking this up. Barrera. R e r a. She's in the Heights. Oh, Scream. That's the one. Scream. Lydia. Yeah, she's the main character in Scream. The new Her Scream. Her character is Sam Carpenter. Okay, sure. Oh, that's what it says in Scream. Yeah. Literally, Sam Carpenter. What's wrong with that? Carpenter. Okay, never mind. Take it <laughs> off. I get it. I get it. No, I really liked her in Scream. Sorry, I couldn't remember where the hell I picked her from. I did this a couple of days ago. Um, but yeah. Was Craven still alive? Yeah. I think we've talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> I can never remember who was still alive. Is Craven I... still alive? No. Because John Carpenter is not. Oh, no. John Carpenter. Isn't John Carpenter? John Carpenter is. Craven is not. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So you chose her because of Scream. Yeah. Um, I had forgotten she played Vanessa in In the Heights. Um, I actually didn't like that character from In the Heights. All she sang were ballads and it was kind of like frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. Um, Scream 5 was remarkably good for a Scream movie. You know, you saw the twist coming a mile away. They mm-hmm. even tell you the twist halfway through the movie. What, like, Dewey figures it out right the hell away. Does and Dewey get shot again? No, he gets, like, full-on murdered. Oh, does he finally like, die? Like, they take him out, like, big Finally? Because yeah. he does that, like, three different movies. Oh, no, no, no. So. He's, like, he's dead, dead. Like, Aw, Dewey. Yeah. So. But, like, they, they bring him and Gale back together and, like, they haven't been married for a while. Hmm. And then, like, they also, the actresses, the actors haven't been married for a while. So it's this mm-hmm. weird, like, um, but yeah, I thought it was life a really well-done film. imitating art. Art um, imitating I life. thought the the new people, her and, um, uh, what? God damn my brain. <sighs> the girl who plays her sister. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> now, Gamble? That's the only Jenna Ortega. Okay. Do a very very good job, mm. yeah. But like one of the murderers, it's been out for a while. Is their their friend Amber? Mm-hmm. The moment she shows up on screen, you're like, no, oh, she's one of the killers. <laughs> she looks so out of place for this friend group. 
Like, oh, it's her. <laughs> so, yes, I picked her. And I'm gonna I'm gonna scan my list to make sure I recognize every every other name on it. We're good. <laughs> Who did you pick? Oh, I I chose some hard names. <laughs> oh, and you give me a hard time. <laughs> no, I know who the people are. Uh-huh. So for Hugo, I don't know how to say his name properly. K Hu Kwan, the guy that plays Waymond, Waymond, Raymond, Wang. Ah, from everywhere. From everything, everywhere, all at once. Round yeah. house, round short house. Short round. Short round. <laughs> round, round house. 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 <laughs> round house. Um, because house. yes, because of his his um, portrayal and everything everywhere all he at was once. So good at that. And he was super good in the way yeah. he could kind of bounce between these different Dif- different accents and different mannerisms. Like yeah, like from from seeing him in Goonies and then and at a short round in Indiana Jones. Like it is. Remarkable what he grew up, how he grew up to act. Right. Like it's just it's such a. And it was nice to see him come back and be like a real powerhouse of an actor mm-hmm. in this. So, um, I mean, it sucks because I just gave him a really small part, but whatever. But I wanted somebody that was like, but you, able to bounce between characters again. Yeah. You gave it. You gave the one, like the one character in this movie who literally does multiple things, mm-hmm. right? So. Yeah. And so, yeah, I wanted him to be like, yeah, in these different spots again. So I just apologize because I don't know how to say his name properly. Yeah. It's like, but then there's somebody else's name on this list I don't know how to say properly. But I don't know if you'll recognize him. Okay. Okay, but next. Next is Don McKellar, who plays. Yeah. Yev- Yevgeny Nourish. Yevgeny Nourish, the other game developer at the end. Um, death of the demon, death of the need of your nourish. Okay, yes. so this guy is known for stuff I've never heard of. So I'm not even going to guess. Something called Last Night. Ooh, something called yeah. Blindness. Ooh. And The Red Violin. Oh, not the Blue and Violin? this movie. He looks familiar, though. Mm, he did look familiar, but I don't... Mm, he's he's in um, Cronenberg's new film, Crimes of the Future. Ooh. Yeah. So, anyway... Yeah. Whom did you have? Don Kill. Uh, I'll look it up while I'm talking. I went a little differently. I went with a Kiki Lane. If you have recently watched The Rescue Rangers, she plays Ellie, ah, the cop. I have recently watched The Rescue Rangers. <laughs> I know you have. We've talked about it. Um, yes, she plays the cop. She's been in a couple other things as well. Um, which I'm going to now look up because I'm sorry, I do not actually remember. You know, you have a computer in front of you, not just yeah, your phone. it's not connected to the internet. <laughs> okay. Oh, the old guard as well. She was in the Netflix. She was Nile. Gosh, she was too, wasn't she? Yeah, that's what she's known huh. for. As well as Native Son and If Beale Street Could Talk, and then Coming to America, the new one. Mm. I um, liked the order. I thought it. Uh... Oh, sorry, not the order. The, the old guard. The old guard. The old guard was an actually good. It Netflix had a good movie. premise, not well executed, but good, good premise. I like Charlie Theron in that movie, though. Yeah, there was um, animated Netflix film that had the same kind of premise that mm-hmm. was much better. Mm-hmm. Another anime, more anime. But yes, she was in Rescue Ranger. Cool. As as key, as Ellie, and but yeah, I wanted somebody younger because I was trying to go for a much more diverse crowd of people. Mm-hmm. 
because this was two white people main yeah. protagonist and then that, several that white, old, old white people when, when i think of legendary video game directors kojima i don't think of white people i think of like one white person there's a couple um the god of war i can't remember his name though which one which god of war one the first one ed boon yes ed boon yeah yeah and then the new one was um god damn it I should know his name, but I can't remember. But, I mean, yes. You, but the problem is you don't think video game creators. You think the companies. You think, like, yeah. Naughty Dog, um, CD Project, Project yeah, Red. CD Project Red. Um, yeah, that, yes and no. Like, but the thing is, as you said, like, we know Kojima because yeah. of the Metal Gear series. We know Miyazaki but because he's such because weird. of Nintendo. Right? Like, um, stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. George R. R. Martin for Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, he he programmed that, right? Mm-hmm. I know Tim Schafer because of all the great LucasArts games that he worked mm-hmm. on, and then obviously one of my favorite action adventure games, Brutal Legend. Mm-hmm. It's just fun Jack Black video game. Love Jack Black. So. Who is your? Um, I picked Barry Cogan. Coogan, um, the guy who played um, Druig. Okay. In Eternals, yep. Um, who was also the Joker in the new Batman, even though you never really saw him, and they never called him the Joker. What else was he? He's been in quite a few things over the years. Um, Dunkirk, which he played a really good role in that as well. Mm-hmm. But I picked him because of a very similar reason. Like I wanted him, or for the very similar reason you picked um, Kiki. No, the last guy whose name Ki- you don't Hu- remember. Um, because like the, he is very good with voices and accents. Like the couple of roles I've seen him in have been he's been quite quite different. Oh, the green sorry, uh, the Green Knight was oh, the other movie the movie I was thinking of because I was like I know I've seen him and he played kind of a dick. Hmm. Like Druid wasn't that nice of a person. No, he enslaved an entire town of people. Yeah, but they lived peacefully. Anyway, um, I want this character to be like kind of all over the place and everything like that mm-hmm. so yeah okay because like i think it'd be fun to like when you first meet him to have a you know him speak in a weird accent and then when you meet him for the, like after he like reveals himself he speaks differently and then in mm-hmm. the real world quote unquote he speaks differently yeah right like kind of like he and home had this weird swedish accent and then didn't have a weird swedish accent yeah <laughs> makes sense so yeah okay gas gas william played, dafoe played by this weird guy named william dafoe I don't think he's known for anything. Nah, nothing. Okay, what, I'm not going to be able to guess he's this. Known for? If he's not known for Green Goblin, I'm quitting right now. He is known for the Green Goblin. He is known for Spider-Man. Okay. You were not going to get any of the other movies. So definitely he's not known for this character in John Wick. Then. No. Um, Defoe. You're not going to get them. Okay. No. Yeah. Um, he's known for At Eternity's Gate, where he played Vincent Van Gogh. Nope. Um, the Florida Project. Nope. And The Lighthouse. Uh, that's that black and white one, right? Yeah. yeah. Really, really weird movie. I never saw great, it. Great, but... great cinematography. Mm-hmm. Really, really weird movie. Yeah. If you want to ever, ever want to see Willem Dafoe talking like a pirate for a whole movie, go watch that movie. Arr. No, no, I'm serious. He talks like a pirate that whole movie. No, I'm... He, like... I'm not... Yeah. So... But yeah. Also he's... in post-production for The Legend of Oerky... Oach, Oach, Poor Things Inside, Dead for a Dollar, and Tropico. 
Ooh, cool. God, he does a lot of he does a lot of work. Yeah. So I still think he did an amazing job as the Green Goblin. Or Goblin. I don't know what they actually go with. It says green. Is it Green Goblin? I also liked him as Volko in Aquaman. Yeah. Like Except they never explain how he could breathe on land. He's part of the royal family. Oh. Where? Where how do you how do you assume that? That's what they say. Only mm. the royal family can breathe above above <laughs> water. I don't so he Volko. obviously is part of the no, royal I don't family. Think he is. <laughs> I think it was a bullshit. Anyway. And I did love I loved his character in John Wick. He's the other assassin. Yeah. Especially when he's like, all right, I let's get Willem, this. I like it when Willem Dafoe shows up as this, like, just random characters that are normal. Yeah. Because he plays such weirdos sometimes like this, mm-hmm. right? And God, that stupid, stupid Lynch movie we watched with Nicolas Cage, Wild at Heart. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> anyway. Wild at Heart. I forgot about that for a while. That was our worst movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Either that or... Whatever that stupid Chevy Chase movie is. Yeah. I never want to do another Chevy Chase movie. <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> anyway. Is it my go or your go? I think it's your go. Uh, okay, I'll go. Yeah, it's yours. Um, I chose B.D. Wong. Okay. Yeah. I think he did a really good job as the weird turn for the scientist in the new Jurassic Park movies. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know he's been in other things, but that's the one... Law and Order. Sure, maybe. I don't know. Um, but it's more for that. Like, it's because of that, like, mm-hmm, I really liked him as this scientist who, you know, in the first had, like, one who's two all... minutes in the first movie that they kind of brought back as this now, he's now the, the head of the science division and he's actually bad and all that stuff. So. I, sorry, one of the things I love about that is the fact that they finally acknowledged he's like no these aren't how dinosaurs would have looked they would have had feathers yeah we had to we had to do a lot of work to make these things even function let alone look like dinosaurs so just fyi he's known as woo in jurassic park but then later in jurassic world he's known as dr henry (laughs) he was in the mulan remake no no he was in the original mulan yeah he played shang 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 Sean, yeah, he's also in the Who Flash. changed your name from Sean to Sean? <laughs> yeah, he's been in. Yeah, he's been in a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, he's quite a good actor. So. Yes, he was in Law and Order. But yeah, it's because of that. I wanted him to be this like nice, friendly guy at the beginning and be like, "Oh yeah, I'll totally help." And like, nope, I'm turning on you because of reward money. Sorry, I don't know if this is just a coincidence or not. In 2015, he was in Jurassic World as Doctor Henry Wu. Mm-hmm. In 2015, he was also on the show Nurse Jackie as Dr. Wu. Come on, people. I think that's just white people not knowing other Asian people names. God, that's just that. No. I'm trying to figure out if they call him Wu anywhere else, but no, he's got a lot of Lees and whatnot. Which is also white people. (laughs) We're the worst. (laughs) We are the worst. One of my favorite, this is, this wasn't in Family Guy, but one of my favorite Family Guy things, just because the way we said that reminded me of this, was um, something happened, it was in a school, and a girl walks up to the guy, and she goes, oh, I'll see you in English class, and he goes, okay, cool, see you there, and then she starts crying and freaks out and runs away, and he looks super confused, and it goes, men, we don't know what we did. 
absolutely love that. Because yeah. it's not the overreaction, but like the fact that it's like, wait, what the hell did I do? <laughs> like, You know what you did. Always funny. Anyway. All right. Who would I have? This is a very tangenty episode. Ah, yeah. I went with Peter Stormare. Nice. Yep. Another weirdo. Ah. Speaking of John Wick, John Wick 2. And this month already, he was yeah. in. We recasted him in Minority Report. Oh, right. Yeah, he was the doctor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> okay, well, look, here he comes. But he can play, yeah, he just can play these out of weird, out of place, weird like characters so well. Yeah, these, these weirdo character, um, yeah. And again, I love the John Wick series, and I think the beginning of that move the second one where he's just like in the office and he's like with a pencil yeah i've heard the story who does that yeah but not only that but like at the end where john Wick comes to the door yeah. he's like can we just you can take <laughs> the damn car please peace. don't kill me <laughs> like he's like peace yeah okay good we understand yeah. i'm gonna drive my car away now <laughs> but peter stomer is great and he's been in a ton of things and he just shows up and like Normally I was remembering him in, in um, I was gonna say Independence Day. No, Armageddon. Um, Armageddon. Nice. Where he goes like the crazy, yeah, the crazy, the crazy Russian who spent way too much time on the Mir mm-hmm. space station. Yeah. Oh man, the fact that that movie is so old that Mir, this Mir space station doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> like that space yep. station is gone. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, he has a great line in that movie too, where he gets mad and goes, "Russian components, American components, all made yeah. in Taiwan." Yeah. <laughs> We should oh, we should do that movie. Which one, Armageddon? Armageddon. Yeah, because I had this idea the other day because I was watching Family Guy and they had they went to back to the Titanic. I'm like, we should do the movie Titanic. I'm like, what could we do? Disaster movies. (laughs) Yep, Armageddon is another one. Armageddon is one. (laughs) 90s disaster movies. Owen Wilson, Ben Affleck, (laughs) Steve Buscemi. Come on, guys, you could have just left me on the uh, on the asteroid. I had a good seat. (laughs) Yeah. Um, William Fickner. Yeah, that movie oh, had a great cast. That movie, yeah. <laughs> so Billy Bob you, Thornton. You miss Bruce Willis. No, I didn't. He was obviously one of the people in the movie. I, <laughs> I didn't know, have to but name you, him. you need to name him. Okay, speak- Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. Okay, we need to get back on track here. <laughs> no, we're gonna talk about Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> Screw existence. Armageddon. I would rather talk about Armageddon. Okay, next <laughs> on the list, Ian Holm. Ian Holm. Okay, As Kiri Vin. Vinicor. Yeah. What is Ian Holm known for? Oh, no. Frodo? Nope. No, wait. Why would he be known for his his nephew? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Two of the movies he is known for are Lord of the Rings movies. (laughs) He's known for Frodo. He is known for Lord of the Rings, uh, Return of the King, and Lord of the Rings, um, The Fellowship of the Rings. Um... For some reason, I have known for one more movie that we have already recasted. Oh, shit. Uh, Because I was going to say From Hell, but I don't think he's... He is known from From Hell. Is he? Yes. I got that one. One movie that we've recasted with Ian Holmes. Really weird movie. Could have fit in this category. Oh. Why can't I think of it? Like, recently recasted or a while back? A while back. Hmm. I don't remember what... I think it might have been the sci-fi category we we did this movie. Sci-fi theme. Mm. 
We haven't it's done named, it. It's named after a country. Oh. Brazil. Was he in Brazil? Oh, he was in Brazil. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you know what? Yeah, I, I completely forgot that. But he's not. Uh, for me personally, I'm wondering why he's not known for Alien. I was going to say Alien, but <laughs> like, I'm like, we never recasted Alien, did no, we? No. I think we've talked about it. No. Yeah. The last thing he did was the, the Hub at the Battle of the Five Armies. Yeah. Is he dead? I think he so. Died in 2020 at the age of 88. Yeah. Holy shit, he was old. He had a good, good life. More than 31. Christ almighty. Yeah, he had a good life. Yeah. Another one of those actors who died a lot. Yeah. Like on screen. <laughs> in screen. Right. It's, like, it's always weird because people always say Ian Holmes, and I don't know why, but it's always like From Hell is always like the first movie that comes to mind for some reason. That's a little weird. But it's just because it's, I don't know. It's just such an odd movie. But I always remember him in it. That's why I think it is. Like, I remember him more than I remember... Um, Johnny Depp? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, well, who? Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah, Johnny Depp's in that movie. Yeah. Anyways. So. So, I guess I'm up? Uh, yeah. I am going to butcher this poor man's name, and I am going to apologize to him. Um, I went with Sayad Badera. Okay. Badera. You may remember him way back from Iron Man as the one of the bad guys. Okay. This gentleman. Sorry, I'm showing you a photo of him. Oh, yeah. He was the like second in command in Iron Man. Mm -hmm. um, he, he does voices in Uncharted. He's had, I mean, not a lot of like mainstream movies, but he's been in a bunch of things. Um, but I was looking for somebody that I wanted to kind of, again, bring a little bit more of just white guys. And yeah, I was well, looking, I, I, did that too, right? I, I came across and I was like, ooh, Iron Man. And then I was like, ooh, I like this guy in Iron Man. And he played it really well. And I thought he could play up that whole like accent thing as well. Because he's actually Egyptian, I believe. I think so. He's Egyptian born. But like. Again, because like I'm pretty sure he's come up a couple of times when we've we've done movies like, yeah. um, Lawrence of Arabia and stuff like that, yeah. where we needed an Egyptian we actor. We needed people who were. And you got Rami Malek to do it because <laughs> you know very few Egyptian <sighs> actors. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, like so you could play it up where he's really playing like a heavy whatever accent, and then at the end he could be like, "Why was my accent, you know?" Um, Afghanistan or Middle East when I'm Egyptian. Like, why did that? Why did I get this? True. At so. least in at least in Iron Man, they're like they speak like thirty languages in this camp. Oh yeah. It's like that's a shitty way of getting around the fact that you just didn't want to look for people from that country. I still think a good a good way to intertwine, and maybe when we talk about Marvel later at some point, was the fact that. Because the Ten Rings weren't being operated by Shang-Chi's father. <laughs> why can't I ever think of his name? Doesn't matter. Is why they ended up being like these mercenary group instead of being like the Ten Rings that we know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just a thought. Anyways, who did you have? Um, I Mark Rylance. I know that name you do he um he was the billionaire in ready player one he was the eccentric mm. 
um, guy who ran the thing. He was also uh, more recently in um, Don't Look Up as the Steve Jobs version uh, character oh, in that one as well. Yeah. Um, I think he does that kind of stuff really well, and I think I think this character is kind of like that. Right? He's a sciencey guy who helps them out and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and like Mark Reynolds is a really really good actor. And if you look him up, he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. He's just one of those actors you always well, forget. You always forget he's in stuff, and then you see him, and you're like, oh. He's got 86 titles to his name. 35 is... are uh, actors. Yeah. So. But he's in things like, um, yeah, Ready Player One, uh, Don't Look Up, It's Coming Out, Dunkirk, The BFG. He played the BFG, mm -hmm. Bridge of Spies. Yeah, he was nominated for an Oscar for that movie. I think he won yeah. for Bridge of Spies. Um, so. The other Boleyn girl. Yeah. Yeah, he's known for a bunch of stuff, and, but he's known as a stage actor as well. But yeah, I really liked him in Don't Look Up. Yeah, I liked everybody in that movie. I like the fact that they just like, okay, well, well, this didn't work, so I'm just going to go on my private spaceship. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and then they leave jo or Jonah Hill behind. I love that. They just forget about him. Yeah. Uh, okay. Michael. Michael. They don't call him Ted. They call him Pykel the whole movie. Mm. Um, so, Jude Law. Licking what, a butthole. What is Mr. Jude Law known for? Alfie. Nope. No. Um, you should get one of these. Why should I? Because it's one of the movies you keep wanting to thoughts to redo because you love it so much even though I hate it. AI? No. It's a very terrible looking movie. Sky Captain! <laughs> How do you not like Sky Captain in the world of dumb. tomorrow? It's so dumb. I love Sky Captain. But I love it because of how dumb it is. Yeah. There's literally a part where he's like, the ray gun's not working. He's like, did you try shaking it? <laughs> okay, thank you. And you're like, shake the ray gun. It's so dumb. It's a great line. Shake the ray Maybe gun. We'll do it one day. I love Sky Captain. Um, Jude Law. <sighs> I'm kind of surprised he's known for the Great Budapest Hotel. Because well, like, he just plays that. like he he literally plays the young writer. That's mm -hmm. uh, what the character's name like. Like as much mm -hmm. as I love that movie, it's my favorite Wes Anderson film. Like, mm. um, I, it's it's a weird thing to know him for, considering he's mm. got Dumbledore and Watson under his belt. Right, like, so. Yeah, but I just wouldn't be really putting Dumbledore out there. I think he played a good Dumbledore. Yeah. I think I think I think the people in those movies did a really good jobs. I just think they gave them crap to deal with. Yeah, I just think they didn't write. So, like, anyway, you don't write a movie about Fantastic. We are Beasts going to eventually talk about that are not Potter. about Fantastic Beasts. So he is also known for Closer. No. Yeah, and the talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, probably should have got that one. Really. Did you ever see that movie? No. Uh, why would you have done that? I don't know. He's in pre-production for Sherlock Holmes 3, something called Skeleton Crew, a Ooh. TV series called... Wait. Hmm? He's in pre-production for the tele television show Skeleton Crew? That's yeah. the Star Wars thing that was just announced. Oh. Maybe he's in it. Follows a group of kids who are about 10 years old who get lost in the Star Wars universe. Oh. They said it's going to be about kids, but not for kids. So, that kind of sounds 
creepy. Um, he played Captain Hook in the Peter Pan, he, Peter Pan and Wendy, which is also in post-production. Hmm. And he is currently filming a movie called Firebrand, where he plays Henry VIII. Hmm. Hmm. I'm Henry VIII. I am, I am. So, But he's also the bad guy in Miss Captain Marvel. So, well, is that too? Tudlaw? Good old Yonrog? Yonrog? Yonrog. Oh, Captain right. Marvel? <laughs> like, what the hell are you say? I'm, I'm trying to remember his character. Oh, uh, yeah, I think it was called something like that, too. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't I'm. I'm sorry. I know. I, I, do, I, I do like that movie, but it's just I it's like, very forgetful. Yonrog was right. Yeah. I like Captain Marvel, and I like what they... I like Brie Larson's portrayal of Captain Marvel. I do. They gave her a bad movie. I don't like... Yeah, I don't like the movie. I... I said this because it just doesn't ever feel like there's anything at risk. The thing that this is going to sound super nitpicky. Get to not it. Not that not that this this if they changed this it would have made the movie better, but the fight scene where she first gets her like first like figure starting to figure out her powers and she's mm-hmm. fighting all her ex team, and they have no doubts. I'm just a girl playing, mm-hmm. and then she throws one of them into a jukebox and the song still plays. How did you screw that up? That's when it's supposed to stop, and then the score kicks in. Right? Mm-hmm. Because then you go, oh, the song was in the world, not just... Like, how did you screw that up? I don't know. But I just... I don't like the whole, like, oh, now I figured it all out. I'm super-powered, and nothing is, can stop me. I, re- I recently rewatched it, and, like, yeah, it does give, like, that. But, like, I really do like her, her attitude towards it. Mm-hmm. I don't... Like, I know people talk about, oh, she's super arrogant. And I'm like, I think that's just people putting that on her. She doesn't act that way at all in the movie if no. you watch it again. And I, I, like, don't, I don't have a problem with that. I just have, it's the same problem, I, I think we said this before. Same problem I have with Superman. Hmm. And Avengers, too. It was like, oh, she has to show up because she's badass and is going to destroy everything. Like, it's kind of like, why did nobody call her earlier? <laughs> right? Or like Wanda. Hmm. Why has she been up there this whole time? time. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I don't know, but we'll see. That's the problem when you do superhero superhero products or projects with creatures and yeah. people who are literally gods. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that's one of the reasons we've never had a Hulk movie. Because well, the Hulk is an indestructible creature. We've had two Hulk movies. Have they been good? No, but we've had them. But you know what I mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> so, anyway... But we've had Thor movies. Yeah, but it's because they made him flawed. Yes, this is true. I would really like, to, and I know this is going to sound terrible because I don't want to see Brie Larson get taken out of the MCU, but I would love to see when they bring in the X-Men, if you go the Rogue Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel storyline. But like basically to, how Rogue gets but most of her power. You, you, you do it, you just don't kill off Captain Marvel. You never killed her off, well, put yeah. her in a coma. Yeah, there you go. No, that's what they did. But, like, then you don't have to take her out of, like, you know what I mean? Like, Okay, we talked about (laughs) Jude Law and then went on to Captain Marvel, so (sighs) I guess I'm up? Uh, No, I I am. Yeah. Okay, you're you're up. Yeah, because I just talked about Mark Rylance. Yeah, okay. Who was your person? Saeed. Yeah, you talked first, then I talked about Mark Rylance. Okay, you're up. I think Jack Quaid. Okay. The boys? Mm Hmm? Because of the boys? Yeah, well, not really because of the boys. Um, but like, I think he's, I think this part is supposed to be like this innocent, like I'm for marketing. 
Like, hmm. and I kind of liked I'm that. Uh, like, it's like, I've just been thrown into this. Like, and like, I don't think he should ever be part of protection. I think it should just be like. That was a weird, like. Yeah, I think it would just be like, hey, I'm here. I'm here part of, as part of the presentation. Like, here, here's your stuff. Or like, he can easily be, even be her assistant. Hmm. Like, I just think he, he has this really good way of being able to be a badass in a nerd form. Do you know what I mean? Have you? Because, like, his character in The Boys, whose name I'm forgetting off the top of my head, um, is such a good nerd. It's Huey, by the way. Huey, thank you. But all, I kept thinking Dewey, and I'm like, I know that's wrong. It's Huey. Um, but, like, he kept, he's such a good nerd, but, like, also really cool, right? Have you watched the newer episodes? No. Oh. Oh. There's an interesting... I think it's the third one. It's basically his way of getting out of work. I don't want to hear about it. No. It also literally just came out. I know. I watched it the other night. Yeah. Anyway. Jack Quaid. I went a little different. Because I went more of like... This is like the hired protection kind of guy. Um, So I went with Louis Tan. Okay. Most Mortal notably, Kombat. Yeah. Most notably known for uh, Cole from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Not um, Star Shimmer from Deadpool 2 or whatever that character Shatterstar. was. Shatterstar. Shatterstar. <laughs> Shatterstar. Yep. I'm just better than you in every way. <laughs> no, Shatterstar. <laughs> Get eaten by a helicopter. <laughs> oh, he was also known at, on, uh, was it Woo Assassin or that show on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Um, and something else, but like, I wanted somebody that looked like they would be the, yeah, Wu Assassin, Into the Badlands, he was on as well, Shadow and Bones, he was in, wow, he's been on a lot of Netflix things, Fistful of Vengeance. What do you have? I have a Fistful of Vengeance. Um. Hey, they named the, they said the name of the movie. Yeah. It was in Iron Fist as the, the drunken fighter. The only good fight scene in Iron yeah. Fist. Like, I want somebody that would look like he's the hired security. You, you did know he was supposed to be Iron Fist, right? I know. They gave him that fight because they were like, we feel bad that we didn't pick you for Iron Fist. Here, we'll give you another role. Do you... They would have, it would have been so much better. How much better would Iron Fist have been it if they had gone with been a person who knew how to fight. Yeah. God. God. They, they totally mismanaged that one. Stupid Perlmutter. What? It was that guy. I know, but it's not really his well it's his fault it's his fault but it's the Netflix executive's fault for choosing him because Louis Tan would have been ten times better no no it's not next no this Perlmutter was the guy who was in charge of Marvel's oh shows. I thought I thought you meant he was the guy no 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 he was the guy in charge of Marvel shows and famously him and Kevin Feige hated each other mm. which is why there was such a discrepancy between the two different projects um, until Feige got him fired fired and then they brought the, all the shows to Disney Plus. Well, and then they brought Charlie Cox into the world. <laughs> and now we're getting another season of Daredevil. Are we actually? Did you not hear the news? No. Yeah, they, uh, Disney announced that they are working on a new season of Daredevil. Yes. Yeah. Because everyone expects him to be him to show up in She-Hulk somewhere. Because they're both well, lawyers, yeah, right? They're both lawyers. They got it. And it would be it would be fun to see them interact. And Plus, stuff like you've that. already got the Kingpin showing up in mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Yeah. So. Which was cool. You gotta see a badass kingpin. Mm-hmm. And they, 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 they were really upfront about it, being like, "Hey, this is not the same. This is gonna be a very different version of your the Daredevil you're used to." 
Because right, it has not, to be. Yeah, like, you're not going to get the next... Netflix went a little darker than I think oh, the, yeah. the Disney Plus will go. Yeah. But I think they're smart because... But the thing is, I don't think they can... Like, they can still do the fight scenes the same way. Mm-hmm. They just won't go blood. And they won't go... like They won't go as much, but... He won't be spitting blood every time he punches somebody, right? No, but I think it's also Disney really learned as well. Like, that's what made that series successful. It's like Deadpool. Like, yeah, we're going to do Deadpool 3. We know it. Yeah. It's probably still going to be R-rated because, you know what? That made us a lot... That made a lot of money. Well, also, they, they did the experiment. Mm-hmm. With Deadpool 2. They released mm-hmm. a PG-13 version and no one went and saw it. it with, mm-hmm. Right? So. so anyways. Yes. I have Lewis 10. <laughs> We're getting really off topic every time. We're going long, too. Okay. Yeah. We got one person left. So, okay. Allegra Geller. Allegra Geller. Jennifer Jason Lee is known for... No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I actually don't really know her all that well. Oh, No. I was going to say Eyes Wide Shut, but I don't think she was in she that. She is in that one. Is she? Yeah. Okay. But did you read that because it was... It was one of the It was the one facts. of the facts. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't actually know her Yeah, she's well. not known for Eyes Wide Shut. She's known for Single White Female. Okay. Uh, Dolores Claiborne, which is a great, great movie. Um, Shortcut, which I've never heard of. Um, and The Hateful Eight, Quentin Tarantino's... Hmm. One of Quentin Tarantino's uh, more recent films. Um and I, yeah, she was uh, Daisy in that movie, and she was uh, just a terrible person. Uh, no, everyone in that movie is a terrible person, but oh, she yeah. was like she was the uh, she was the crux of the story. Like she was the the prisoner that they were transporting. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I actually forgot that was her until this, and then yeah, totally. Yeah, I can't say I've seen. I've definitely seen her in a bunch of films. And a bunch of things, but like I'd never. Nah. She's never a standout. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I'm going through the list, and I'm gonna be honest. I don't think I've seen any of her movies. And she was on Weeds. You ever seen The Hateful Eight? <sighs> no. Annihilation. Nope. Hmm. Well, you you don't watch a lot of. Good okay. Movies. I'll be honest though. I must have heard her voice in the animated Spawn movies or show. She sure. was in that. Is it your go or my go? It's your go. It's my go. Who's your uh, Allegra Geller? When you want somebody who's could be nerdy, maybe a little innocent looking, and also be a badass, you go with Karen Gillian. Okay. No. No? No, I'm not disagreeing. Uh, I you. don't know. You look like you're like, meh. I think the mixture of Nebula and... Amy Pond. Thank you. Oh, Clara stuck in my head. I'm like, no, it's not her. That's not her. I know. I'm not. not Big fan. I, I never said <laughs> I'm a super fan of Doctor Who. I got Nebula right off the bat. <laughs> but Karen Gillian's great. And whenever she shows up in movies, she's great. Because mm-hmm. the Jumanji movies are just fun. Fun. Yes, and she's. Uh, I think she could play this role really well, as the nerdy game developer. I don't know what we really want to call her. I don't like using software the term developer. Software developer, simulation developer, um, world designer, and somebody that it could like really 
put that fixation on what she's making like that's hers right mm-hmm. like she's trying to protect her creation yeah um but still be badass and blow somebody up with a you know a bomb in their porthole <laughs> yeah <laughs> their bio port and their second i did it did hole. i win Who'd you have? See, I think it would have been fun if at that point they were like, you, like you realize that's not this isn't the game, and she yeah. just blew up, blew them up, blew up Jude Law. Oh shit! Yeah, but you also wonder they're being attacked and the military's there, and yet nobody is really around them. Yeah. Right. Um. Who'd you have? Um, I picked Claudia Kim. I know that name. You do. I've picked her before. Uh, she played Doctor Helen Cho. In the Avengers Age of Ultron. No. Yes. Uh, she's also in Nagini mm-hmm. in the um, Fantastic Beasts films. So, bringing back Jude Law? <laughs> um, not because of that. But, like, I I wanted this person to be Asian. Oh. What? I did. I My brain Stereotyping. is all the, all the best video game developers oh, no. in my in my history have been from that side of the planet. And it was such a huge disconnect to just see a white blonde woman doing this, right? So, like, Karen Gillan's a good choice because of the fact that, you know, she is European, mm-hmm. right? You keep her accent. You do not make her American. No. Right? So. No. This is. Just, I don't know. For me, that's this is one of the reasons why I went for. Yeah, no, I don't I understand. Uh, but she's also really, really good. I really liked her. As much as that movie is also kind of problematic. Helen Cho is a really cool character, and I love how she plays with the fact that she really wants to see Thor, and is he going to be at the party? Yeah, is he going to be at the party? And like, she's also super intelligent, and you buy the fact that she is on the same level as Tony and Bruce, yeah. and she fucking built Vision. Like, no, she built the machine that built Vision. Yeah, which, you know, like that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Her. Her. Claudia Kim. Nice. She was also in The Dark Tower, which is a terrible movie. Never watch it. Oh, what? The Dark Tower is a great movie. I, I couldn't get through that movie. It was so bad. I remember watching it and just going, I have no real idea what this is happening here. Like, It was a, it was a bad idea to make that into a movie. It should mm-hmm. have been a TV show from the very beginning. So, but it's like a, a series of like nine books. How do you make that into one movie? Well, I just assumed that was the first book. Nope. Oh. It was like the first, like it was like the first two books, and then like parts of book seven, because <laughs> like all the history stuff with his dad mm-hmm. is like book seven, book six or seven, one of the two. Can't remember which one. So. Anyway, but they just were destroying the tower, and that, the, the turtle wasn't going to save. That is existence. Thank you. <laughs> I totally lost the man. Okay, well, you can find us all on podcast that, resources. That is the end of Chula Tonguing a Butthole, <laughs> which is, should be the name of this movie. We got that far through it. Find okay. us on. Find us on podcast forms. You can find Danielle on Instagram at Fionovir. You can find Chris on Instagram at Canuck Comic Guy Store. It's not that boring. Stop yawning. Nah. <laughs> um, yeah. Come talk to us. Enjoy our company. We enjoy we like yours. This. So Techno Noir. What are we doing next month? Oh, it's new. 
Recast it is doing something different. Yeah, we're going to try something new for the month of we're, June. We're, yeah, it is. It is. I just forgot what month it was. Yeah, it's June. It's going to be June. So yeah, we're um yeah we're doing something a little different. So there's no specific movie to watch. What we're going to be tackling for the next four weeks are some franchises. Um, but we're not gonna we're not gonna redo the franchises. We're we're, we're talking about what we want to see next. We're pitching yeah. the future. Yeah. Well, instead of instead of looking at the past and seeing how we would change it, you know, adapt to the to the new world, we're gonna look at big franchises and be like, hey. What do we want to see next from this franchise? Mm-hmm. What do we What do we want coming out to come out? So, so yeah, yeah. So, so from all of us here at Recasted, go watch all of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs>